Hello, and welcome to the Kick Aspirational Podcast. My name is David Vanderveen. I've been fortunate enough to build businesses around the world with thousands of entrepreneurs. You can find out more about me at davidvanderveen.com. But, you know, as I've traveled the world and, and had these opportunities to meet and work and, and alongside a lot of very interesting people, the question that I keep getting is, how can I create the life that I want? How can I create the brand, the behaviors, the, the culture that motivate and drive me? And so this podcast is dedicated to those questions. It's interviewing other people who are on that journey, as well as telling some of my own stories that I hope will help anyone who's wanted to start their own company, create their own brand, build their own life, figure out how to do it for themselves. The simple answer is there are no simple answers, but I think that if we work together and if we interact and if we workshop, we can figure out great ways to move forward in life and create a life worth living, a life with purpose and meaning, a life that makes us all a little bit more kick aspirational. Hey, welcome to the Kick Aspirational Podcast. I'm Dave Vanderveen. Today, we've got uh, Danielle Raniolo. Danielle, I hope I'm saying your last name correctly. And uh, Colin Masterson. Um, I've actually known Danielle for quite a while through HPLT, uh, uh, High Performance Leadership Training that uh, Brian Mazo started and, and that uh, Nirvana Super uh, supports. And and uh, yeah, here we go. Danielle's drinking Nirvana Super today, the Melanchella. Uh, well, welcome to the podcast, both of you. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having us. We're doing great. We're not in sunny California, but still uh, <laughs> healthy and well. That's great. Yeah, thanks for having us. You bet. Now, um, you both met at an HPLT. We were just talking about some of the background and how you connected. Uh, Danielle, you've got more better. Uh, Colin, you've got uh, CM. What's it? CM one performance. CM1 performance. Yep. Yeah. Do you guys want to want to talk a little bit about how you met and how you connected and how you? how you got together and formed this new company called Boundless and what the goals and objectives are there? Yeah. Kyle, you want to take it or do you want me to me to tell the meeting story? <laughs> you can run with it. <laughs> yeah, so Colin and I met at HPLT Montauk. I think it was in May. And this was a fun HPLT. So we kicked it off with a Navy SEAL drill on the beach. Uh, it was very cold. I think, you know, David, you've been a part of these uh, retreats. Sure. You bond really quickly uh, with the people on your team. Uh, Colin, I think we were actually in the same group for the, the Navy SEAL activation. I believe so. Maybe yep. tell, tell everybody what HPLT is a little bit and what, what, like what a weekend in Montauk as an example. So we did one in the mountains in Denver. This was in Montauk and you had like a whole Navy SEAL workout. Can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So HPLT stands for High Performance Lifestyle Training. So it was founded by, and you already mentioned his name, our fearless leader, Mr. Brian Mazza, um, who actually was a little bit of an inspiration behind um, some of my brand story. And we could talk about that if you want to, uh, because he did make a professional uh, transition of, of his own. He worked in the hospitality industry. He owned the Ainsworth uh, with a partner. And then I think about 10 years ago, um, really made a, a big pivot into the health and wellness space. Um, but he, you know, founded HPLT around this concept of let's get like-minded people together uh, who all have this common mission of wanting to grow um, and putting themselves in potentially uncomfortable situations, whether they're physical, um, relationship building, um, something challenging uh, together. And through those experiences and challenges and hardship, we're going to struggle a bit together, but we're also going to bond and we're going to grow. 
So he launched this series of retreats really all over the country. I think there's also been one international retreat, right, in Antigua, um, where groups of folks come together. I think in Montauk, what did we have, Colin, like 20 of us? as part yeah. Our group out in Denver was larger. I think, David, we had like 40 people, right? So yeah, they vary yeah. a little bit in size, but they last about three days and all of the participants, um, you know, come together and participate in these really fun fitness activations. Uh, sometimes we have former Navy SEALs come in and bring us through drills. Uh, we do CrossFit style workouts. Um, the physical activations are always tough, but we do them together and I think really meaningful uh, bonds are formed very quickly, but yeah. there's this other other whole element to the weekends, right? Which is really around um, relationship building and folks like yourself, you know, come to the events, David, representing Nirvana. Um, we get to hear from leaders of different businesses um, who talk about not just, you know, business related items, but like how they have approached kind of um, life and growth as a human, right? I love that, like we come to these events and people just want to be better, better parents, better, you know, partners, better business leaders, better anything. Um, so they're really a weekend of coming together and getting uncomfortable and growing. So Colin and I met at the Montauk edition about That's seven months. That's great. And so you had a, you have a company that is called uh, More Better. Yeah, that's nutrition based. It's helping. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. What's what was your what what's your current business and and you know that kind of merges into what you're doing with Boundless. Yeah, so More Better is a company that is very focused on helping people upgrade their nutrition. So using um, nutrition as a tool to really achieve lifelong, uh, long lasting health transformations. So. I spent, I call it career 1.0. So the first uh, part of my career in finance, I worked on Wall Street um, at various hedge funds. And it was a very intellectually challenging uh, part of my career, um, but certainly one that was uh, riddled with a lot of stress. And I think personally, I didn't do the best job at managing that stress. I let my own health really fall to the wayside. Um, and, you know, I got to a point in my life where I knew that I, wanted to reprioritize my health as a way to, you know, unleash my own potential as an individual and, you know, as a professional in whatever, you know, endeavor I chose to pursue next and focusing on, you know, eating whole foods, uh, moving my body, getting sunshine, um, those healthy habits, it totally changed my life. You know, I became a happier person, more productive, more efficient. Um, I felt like my my whole like life lens brightened. Um, and that was really the mission behind more better. Let's use nutrition as a tool to help others really realize their full potential, gain control of their health um, and build lifelong habits. So it's not about, you know, putting anybody on some sort of prescriptive diet, but how can we take a, a personalized approach to nutrition and help you really build sticky habits around eating well that are going to support you in thriving as an individual all throughout your life. Um, how do you, you how know? do you do that? How do you help changing behaviors is really hard. You know, creating new habits is is not easy. Yeah. How do you actually do that? You're doing that working closely one on one with these with with these clients. Absolutely. So I work very intimately with my clients, um, typically over a four month period. So. I truly believe that humans just like can't take on too many new habits at once and be really successful at adopting them. So 
I like to use a habit stacking approach where we start really small and really simple. So it might be for the first couple of weeks of working together, you're just increasing the water that you're, you know, drinking every single day. And we like nail that for a couple of weeks until it becomes ritual. And then we move on to the next habit, which might be increasing your protein intake. I see a lot of my clients, females and males, uh, under consuming protein. Nirvana definitely is a tool <laughs> in that toolkit. But then we take on protein for a couple of weeks. Um, and I work intimately with people to, you know, make sure that they have accessible sources of protein in their refrigerator and pantries and like really make that habit sticky for a couple of weeks. And then we keep going um, and adding more and more and more. And over the course of four months, all of a sudden you've built this stack of healthy habits and you're doing, yeah. <laughs> Got to get my super on. Yeah. Not, not that Love we're it. talking about it. Yeah. And you're doing it with the support of a coach, um, you know, someone who's going to hear you, love you, hold you accountable, um, meet you where you're at, um, and have you feel supported on your own personal journey. So small steps, in my opinion, can really compound and drive transformational um, change over longer periods of time, but it's one step at a time. That's amazing. So that's no, and I think that's really effective. And it's what a lot of us need. We're not going to do it on our own. We need somebody to help us get there. And that's where the coaching is so critical. Um, Colin, tell me a little bit about um, CM1 performance and how did you get into, this is largely strength training and is that right? Yep. Working with yep. athletes and executives. Tell me how you got into that. Yeah. So when I was working at Villanova, um, I was fortunate enough to have a good logo behind me, which is pretty cool. And I was working with the women's lacrosse team. And that's when parents started to reach out and recognize that I was the performance coach for women's lacrosse in Pennsylvania, you know, women's lacrosse as is men's lacrosse is kind of like a hotbed for talent. So parents were reaching out and I was uh, taking some one-on-one -on -one clients. And that's kind of how it like, really started was just very organic. And then I started working with some teens, some club teams in the area, which is very cool. So I started to get a little bit more of a name for myself. And then I realized I kind of have like an actual business here. I'm not just like this one-off person. I actually have a business model here. So I ended up leaving Villanova and then taking on more clients. So originally it was a lot of athletes and then it became a lot of like female moms which is pretty funny so people were joking like i was training mainline moms around the villanova area but they paid really well so i was like you know what this is kind of the market that i'm in and then moms, I started moms need training too moms need 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. and it wasn't just regular moms they were actually like badass women who had like their own businesses they were executives they were ceos of companies that i was like oh i'm dealing with some big time people here so it's kind of been a two-part model now so i have an athlete model where i train them obviously like athletes but i also have you know, the executive model, but I also trained them like athletes, which has been very, very cool. And Danielle actually came down a couple of weeks ago to the gym that I work at down here in Philadelphia and met a lot of the women that I train with. And they are badass women. Like they're women who want to train very, very like competitively. Um, they're not just here to kind of like do a little Pilates and this and everything. They actually want to train. So strength training for me has been just like a piece of me that's kind of helped me grow throughout my life. I was never the biggest athlete. It's kind of gave me a competitive edge. And I know it's really a long-term time horizon for them. Like Danielle said, it's a four month transformation for a lot of these people. It's a three to six month transformation. And with CM1 performance, I think one of the main goals here is to educate my clients. I don't want my athletes or my executives to like have to work with me. I want them to want to work with me. One, they get the education they need, but they're also getting the support that they need. And I give them that push 
that they need. And they've actually done a good job of building a community around like my brand and pushing one another. So it's really been an organic thing. And then as Danielle and I have met, and we'll talk about a little bit later, but that kind of created, we had this sense of community that we don't want to just help a handful of people within the areas that we're in. We actually want to try and like scale transformation at a largest form, whether that be in New York City, where it looks like we're going to be heading next, um, but, you know, in really any city or any community. So how can we scale transformation? How can we educate them on the benefits of nutrition and performance, them going hand to hand and building a holistic approach? That's really been, I guess, like the vision that Daniel and I have to kind of scale this transformation um, at a larger scale. Wow. And so you're starting right now in, in New York, is that where, or Pennsylvania? Where's, where's, where's everything? Where are you guys? So you're in Pennsylvania, uh, Colin. <laughs> Danielle, where are you? You're in Connecticut? I, I, I know we just talked about this and I forgot. Yeah, so I'm in Stanford, Connecticut. I grew up in Westchester, New York, and then right. lived in for a long time and moved up to the burbs of Connecticut about two years ago. So I run more better uh, totally remotely. It's digital. Um, and then Colin is down in, well, I'll let you describe your your current yeah. situation, Colin. It's an interesting uh one. <laughs> I'm definitely in a transition model here. So I want to keep the same one brand down here. So I brought an employee, Joe Benini, who's doing an excellent job. Um, he's going to be taking over a lot of the Philadelphia um, teams and clients I have. And now I'm actually, you know, transitioning up to New York City. So Danielle and I have this big vision of being in New York City. And we said we're going after corporate wellness, um, you know, whether it be banks, whether it be real estate, we're not really sure the target market yet. We kind of have like an open model. So we're looking to pilot our first program. But New York City is going to be, you know, the home turf for me um, for the next year and a half. I've signed the lease. So it's actually nice that Danielle and I can work in, you know, closer proximity to one another rather than me making the three, three and a half hour drive up to Connecticut, we're actually able to spend more time together and build this model that we're so excited to kind of launch and get out to people. And so how are you finding clients? Like, how are you starting this? What's the, can you walk us through, like, like you had this great conversation, you found this synergy in Montauk. How do you get yeah. from the idea to the execution, to the launch, to, you know, a scalable, successful business? Danielle, go ahead. Yeah, for sure. So it's interesting. So Colin and I meet, we have this sense of there's something here, there are synergies, we want to bring our business, you know, businesses together in some way, we weren't quite sure what it would look like. And I was in the city one day, I had the idea to hit the corporate market with a wellness program. And I really just wanted to bring health to like the former versions of me. So using my network in finance um, as a start. And I was just kind of thinking about the idea. It was like not crisp at all, like just starting to kind of piece it all together. And I was in the city having meetings with some of my former colleagues um, in the hedge fund space, in the, in the finance space. And I'm walking into a lunch with the former CFO um, of a hedge fund that I worked at. And on the staircase, like heading into this lunch, I meet... Um, an executive at Morgan Stanley that I used to work closely with during my hedge fund days. And, you know, like you lock eyes with someone and you can like recognize each other, but you can't quite place it. And we finally made the connection and he was like, Danielle. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And we just came together and he was like, what are you doing now? You look totally different. And I was like, I'm um, a health coach. And he was like, would you coach me? I really need it. And I was like, absolutely. So I took him on as a private nutrition client, and this is where Colin and I really first had the idea to work together in a tangible way. So I approached Colin and said, hey, like, let's coach this guy together 
I'll run the nutrition, you run the strength training and almost kind of showcase to him, you know, the power of a combined model. And perhaps we could use him as a way to enter the bank and sell, you know, the program in its scaled form. Um, so we started, you know, co-coaching this individual and building out our program at the same time. And it's funny because Colin and I started to coach him together and he just came up with the I we didn't even have to pitch the idea. Wow. Yeah, he, he was he was sold based on the value that he got out of it, right? Yeah, he, you know, because all of a sudden he's starting to have so much more energy, like he's excited about going to the gym, um, you know, bringing that energy into the office with his family, um, sleeping better not experiencing energy crashes in the middle of the afternoon, like clarity has opened up. And he was like, wow, like, if I feel this way, it would be amazing for my teams to be able to experience it as well. Um, this particular individual also runs like six or seven different functional teams for the bank. Um, and right, right now, teams are like pretty disparate. And right. he's looking for a way to bring them together and help people form, you know, really meaningful bonds um, in a way that doesn't involve, you know, going out after work and getting sloshed at the bar. Like, how can we, you know, use health and wellness um, as a way to bring teams together and have people just really feel better and have, you know, yeah, or, or if they do get sloshed at the bar, at least they have something positive they're focused on together too, right? I mean, totally. you know, I don't want to get carried away here. It's still fun to get a little sloshy, but um, <laughs> but but <laughs> kidding. But but I but, but I think that's really important, right? I think right now, especially as as work environments are more split apart and people are zooming in, and there's you know either no you know no requirement to come into work or it's limited requirements to come into work, you still have to build community and you have to build community around something. And to your point, like, I think you had said this earlier, like, look, you know, in the it, living in the city, a lot of the camaraderie happens around happy hour and, and extending that happy hour into the evening. And it can, you know, not always good things happen as you drink too much with friends and or coworkers, especially. And I, I think the, you yeah. know, the idea that you're setting common goals and you're pursuing those together and it involves what we're putting in our mouth and how we're moving so that we're actually seeing a change in our bodies and we can do that as a team. There's accountability together to do that. I mean, that can go much deeper than even some of the work activities that we have to do, right? I mean, is that, is that, am I getting that right? Or am I missing kind of where you're, what you're thinking about? Totally, totally. And I, I also have a story too. I've been sharing with Danielle a lot of stuff of like, I follow this guy, George Heaton. He's a CEO and owner of a company called Represent and they're out of the UK, but they're like an apparel brand and they've been built over the past like seven to 10 years. And now they're really like hitting the market and come to America, they've been huge. He all of a sudden, you know, really got into health and wellness and he built a gym at his house and he was like, oh, this is great. I have a gym at my house. I'll get super fit. And then he transitioned like, well, why would I put the gym in my house? Why don't I put it at the new headquarters that we have? So now we put a gym at the brand new headquarters and they do team workouts. So they do it, I think it's five, six, and seven. They do an all men's workout, an all women's workout, and then a whatever co ed workout seven. And I, was, I just sent Danielle an update about, it, but they started working out together. And George said, obviously, the business has just changed its perspective completely. Like people are getting healthier together, they're working out together. The conversation at the water cooler is changing. People are packing their lunches. You know, everything has just changed for the business. And he said, it's like, really been cool to watch the business kind of transcend, not just with people's health, but like the overall profits of the business. And then I, I sent Daniel an update uh, the other day. It was, 
people were there working out five days a week and now all of a sudden on their off days, so Saturday, Sunday, where they don't have to be at work, they're optionally coming into work and they're hosting their own workouts. Yeah. So it's very, very cool to see like the momentum that they've built within their own headquarters. So I know Danielle and I, uh, we've talked about, you know, at the gym space that these places have and these beautiful headquarters um, in New York City, like we want to have a space where we can have, you know, host group workouts or Daniel can host a group nutrition class. We can bring in some of our team of Avengers that have calls and talks and educate them about like, you know, how much can go on here for Daniel's point is like longevity is the, you know, the name of the game at this point. And if you have all this wealth and you have, you know, X, Y, and Z, but you don't have your health, like what's it all worth at the end of the day? So I think it's a really cool story to share. And I think Daniel and I kind of have shared values with that story as well. And we kind of see our vision working like similar like. Hi, this is Dave Vanderveen, and, and this is a little ad for my one of my favorite brands for Nirvana Water Sciences, where I happen to be the CEO. But I wanted to share with you why I became the CEO. You know, I I didn't have to get a new job. I didn't have to come to this company. It was some a company I've been talking to for over a year before I joined them. Uh, I was absolutely enamored with their science, with HMB, uh, beta-hydroxy, beta-metabutyrate, which which amplifies protein synthesis. And, you know, I'm 54. The older I get, the more that matters because as we age, you know, as we get past 30, we start losing five to 6% of our muscle mass every year. And, you know, I'm a guy who likes to get out there, get active, have adventure. And I like to, you know, ski powder and, and with helicopters. I like to surf bigger waves. I like to free dive. I, I like to move. I like to run. I like to trail run. Um, I like to hike. And all those things require only muscle mass. There was a, um, you know, it's funny when you talk about the the, the health components, there's a interesting case study. There's a, a company that used to exist in West Michigan and Holland, Michigan called Prince Corporation, ultimately got bought by Johnson Controls. Prince Corporation was owned by, uh, for the Prince family, Ed Prince founded it. And they had a big commitment, you know, they lived in the community, they invested in the community, and they wanted their employees to live better lives. Um and one of the things that they, or a few of the things they did is they had like, they built a, a racket club, a tennis club, you know, Michigan gets cold in the winter. So they built a, a indoor tennis facility. They had built uh, gym spaces and, and all these other things. And they started encouraging their employees to use those facilities, right? They were built, the, the community could use them, but then their employees had free access to them. And the whole culture of the company, you know, shifted to, you know, sports activities, doing something, you know, moving together, doing things together, healthier food. And when SC, so SC, SC, I think it's called SC Controls or SC Johnson bought them. You can check me on this, who, who bought them. It was a big, a big control company. Um, uh, you know, they make controllers for conveyor belts and things like that. So they got bought by this, I think it was Johnson Controls. I was confusing SC Johnson and Johnson Controls. When Johnson Controls bought them, you know, they're looking at that group of companies versus all the other things that they have. And one of the things they noticed that their healthcare costs were dramatically lower for that group because they had a proactive health solution. They also had an on-health, on-campus health clinic so they could catch things. You know, if something was bothering you, you could quickly go see a doctor or nurse and get it rather than let it prolong and linger and have longer issues. But um, but yeah, I think it's it's fascinating that more companies, particularly in the HR department, and maybe HR is sort of underutilized a lot of places, but you know, aren't always thinking more proactively about not just sending out an email and asking people to eat better and and go for a walk, but you know, organizing group activities, creating a culture. And I think to your point, when it starts at the you know at the C level, when it starts with the CEO or the founder, 
it's going to go it's going to permeate the organization right um yeah. versus if it's something that hr is trying to bolt on to you know something nobody wants or it's not something that's fun and exciting um you know people just keep going to the happy hour and say yeah probably not going to do <laughs> the, the, the morning workout um so how do you is, is part of the idea that you're getting this you know you're coming in at like founder or c-level or some influence executive level in the company to try and engage people throughout the organization? Yeah, absolutely. So the original plan before we met the client that we're co-coaching was to really start with kind of smaller boutique hedge funds. So organizations where maybe there isn't even an HR department. So you have, you know, like two or three decision makers, the CFO, the COO, the portfolio managers, and to really like, to your point, have them really buy into the program um, and this shift that we're trying to help enact uh, within the organization. Um, I think something that Colin and I have talked about in terms of helping adoption and getting people really excited about the program, if we you know, were to launch it and run it at a larger company that might have lots of different divisions and functions, almost assigning team captains across teams. Um, so just to have boots on the ground, you know, employees, the leaders of different business divisions that are going to really be the champions of the program um, and encourage, you know, the folks that work for them and on their teams um, to participate and to also really set an example that it's okay to, you know, take some time during your workday um, to focus on health, whether it's, you know, going out and, searching for a more nutrient-dense meal um, or participating in a group workout, um, it's okay to get off of the desk, you know, for an extended period of time and and really to just show the company, like as a company, we're going to embrace a culture um, of being healthy because we know that that's also going to result in a more productive workforce. It'll be a positive thing um, for the company as well. Um, so we're still working on some ideas, but I do think we'll probably target some smaller finance companies, work around the HR department a little bit <laughs> if we can, yeah. and then, you know, setting up those team captains. Well, yeah, I mean, it almost seems like it should come from somebody other than HR and that HR might be involved in, you know, making sure it gets implemented, but you, you really want a champion that, yeah. you know, has deep respect and engagement through the organization. Maybe that is HR in some companies, but, you know, a lot of them, it's, it's, maybe not as much. Um, yeah. So, and what, what sort of workouts, what, what are the different types of workouts that you're incorporating to this? Is it stuff you can do in the office? Is it, does it require a gym? What, what, how does that work? Is it group runs? Yeah. Tell, tell me about that a little bit. You want to think guess, of it? Yeah. I'll, I'll take the fitness piece. I guess we can just give a general overview of what the whole model looks like. Yeah. It's, you know, it's really what we're envisioning as like a three or four month like transformation process where Danielle obviously does the nutrition piece. I do the performance piece. You know, we use habit stacking, the workout piece. I'll kind of touch on that. And I'll let Danielle handle some of the other stuff. But, you know, for me, it's workouts is it's one thing that's going to be about education. It's going to be something that people can kind of fit in their schedule. They don't need to do a two hour workout. But what are they looking for? Is it someone who's looking for general fitness? Is it someone that's looking for a little bit more advanced fitness? Um, there'll be kind of the two tiers there. And then we can kind of break it down whether they'd want two, three or four days a week. And then from there within the app, it'll be online that most of the app will kind of take place so they can do it by themselves. They'll have video uploads. They'll have descriptions. They'll have sets and reps. Everything's kind of set out for you. Obviously, when we do our kickoff event, we'll explain all that stuff. But I also want to be kind of boots on the ground. I don't want to lose that concept of coaching. So for the time being, us being smaller and us piloting a program, I'd like to be in office 
hosting maybe some group workouts, whether it's between 11 and one o'clock. So people can sign up and I'm hosting, you know, a one to 12, one to 15 group workouts that starts to kind of kick off that momentum, what the workouts will look like. So you're going to need some sort of gym, but we're also going to build a you know a list of resources where if you're traveling, you should have, you know, bring a band with you and bring, you know, whatever, you know, your body weight, we can have body weight workouts, you can have a band workout, you can go outside for a run. So we're trying to give options that really kind of release that friction point that a lot of people have to just get themselves jump started. Because I know it can be intimidating to kind of get into the weight room right away or, you know, jump into a group class because you don't feel like you're fit enough, but it's scalable for everybody, right? Um, it can start at the base level of someone who's never worked out before to the person who's running Ironmans. It doesn't really matter. So we're trying to find a holistic approach that kind of suits everybody. It's going to be very general in the beginning. And then if they want to do something, you know, after the fact and stay on with us, they can either work with myself or maybe Danielle and I hire some employees that they could take some one-off um, and have some one-on-one, you know, personal coaching with, you know, myself or a team that Daniel and I kind of assemble. So that would be the workout piece. And then Daniel, I don't know if you would give an overview of what the nutrition piece would look like on that end. Yeah, no, totally. And just to like take a step back, David, to just help you understand like what the delivery of this entire program looks like. Yeah. So Colin and I are going to use a hybrid model where we have all the employees who are participating in the program onboard to an app uh, called My Coach. So on the app, they'll receive a personalized blueprint for nutrition and then customized fitness programming. So for the fitness programming, which Colin will, will handle, they can really perform those workouts from anywhere. So it could be in the gym at the company's headquarters if they sure. have one. It could be at another gym in the city. It could be at their home gym. Um, it could be in a hotel room. Um, but we'll use the app as a way to deliver customized blueprints to each person in the program. Um, and that'll be the tool that we also use to help um, employees with their habit stack formation. And then on top of the app will be a lot of in-person interaction with Colin, me, and we're trying to assemble what Colin likes to call a team of Avengers. So other experts in the health space in the New York City area that can come in and amplify what we're doing. So, you know, Colin's obviously our head of fitness. I'll be uh, manning the nutrition, um, but we want to bring in folks like, and I know you met her out. I know you, I don't think she was in Denver, but like someone like a Louisa Nicole, um, who specializes on optimizing cognition um, yeah. and med- performance. Um, maybe even someone like Dr. Johnny Alexander, um, who's a chiropractor who could come in and help folks with, you know, tech neck because they're looking at their computer screens yeah. all day um, and tight hips. Yeah, looking down all day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to solve like, what are the problems for somebody that's working in the corporate space and has a really busy schedule? Like they need something that's going to be really easy and seamless for them to follow. So that's where we use the app and we're leveraging the technology so that you just have everything, your, all of your plans are in your fingertips. But we also wanted to create this like centralized health experience. So even, you know, in the story that you brought up about Prince, um, you know, there are so many different aspects of health, right? And like, you have to go to different professionals for all of them, but these people are so busy. So if we can bring that entire health experience under one roof, um, I think it'll be it'll be an awesome experience for employees. So a little bit of a mix of, you know, coaching happening in the app and then in person. In person. No, that's, well, it's nice when you can use an app and, you know, maybe some AI to kind of 
fill in yeah. the gaps while you're doing the personalized coaching one-on-one that helps manage cost and also make it very personalized for each individual. Do you, uh, um, how do you charge for it? Can you, is it, is it like a group plan? Do you charge per head? Do you charge the employees? Do you charge the company? How does, how does it all work? Yeah. So we're actually going to be charging the companies. So as an employee, it's not, you know, a cost for you, but, you know, going back to the point of having leadership buy into the program, this is something that the company is paying for, for its employees. Um, I think at some point, maybe we'll be able to have it be kind of like a, a benefit, you know, um, but right now we basically have like a retainer price for the whole program. The company assumes the cost um, and provides it as a, like a perk to their employees. I think, you know, like also if we're thinking about the finance space in New York City, they have a lot of competition these days, right? Like I think you see, you know, graduates coming off of campus and being really attracted to roles in tech. Um, there's so many different opportunities out there today. Sure. Um, so we see this as, you know, a tool for companies to increase employee retention. Um, engagement. Sure. Yeah, something positive that they can provide. There's a there's a company out here on the West Coast called Stance. I don't know if you know them. They started out in socks. They do underwear and different things now. But um, yeah, I, I used to. Uh, what the founder was somebody that I knew and or, and we knew some people that worked there. And um, I used to take when I was with Excess and you know Amway was ended up buying us. Um, and we had these global growth conferences with like the two, top 200 executives from around the world. And we often meet in West and Southern California. Um, we'd take them on a tour of stance. And it was interesting because, you know, you walk in and it's basically, it was a, it was a tilt up building, but it had all these containers, like shipping containers inside that were different meeting rooms and offices and stuff. And they had, you know, a, a, a skate, a bowl you could skate. They had a, a driving range simulator. They had a basketball courts. You know, these are all the sports that they're involved in with their, with their products. And, um, their whole thing was called punks and poets. They had their own kitchen and chef and, you know, making meals for people. And it was funny because the execs would look at it and go, wow, that's kind of expensive. Like, why are you, why are you investing in all this kind of stuff? And, you know, they walked us through their, their hiring and firing practices. They're like, you know, we've, we've only hired by referral. Um, there were over a hundred employees at the time. They'd only had one person that had let go. Nobody, or I think maybe a couple people left, but because of movement, not because of they didn't enjoy working there. And they yeah. said, look, you know, we want to make this environment such a great environment to be in that people prefer to be here rather than other places, that if you're going to work long hours, that you enjoy it. And I think, you know, what you're seeing now with a lot of hiring, particularly in finance, because, you know, finance comes down to metrics primarily. Um yeah the culture you can create and an environment that you can create where, you know, I think the first question most people are getting in job interviews, especially from younger people today is, you know, do I have to show up in an office? And then follow on questions are all about culture and, and benefits. And, you know, you can either do that in kind of a zero sum way where it's like, you know, we'll give you healthcare, we'll give you, you don't have to come in the office, or you can do it in a, in a value additive way and say, Hey, you know, you're going to want to be here. This, you're, this is, it, you don't have to be here. You get to be here, right? And here's why, because you're going to get to do all this stuff. Your body, you're going to be healthier and better shape. You're going to be happier if you're in this culture, in this community than if you're not. So it's, it's not like, you know, the, the old days of the drudgery and the, and the cubicles. It's more like, hey, this is like an epic team. Like you get to come to the Avengers headquarters. It's not, it's not, you have to go to the Avengers headquarters, right? 
A hundred percent. Like our vision, we want to light a fuse into the, the company culture. I mean, I remember from my days in finance, walking into these like grandiose buildings in the morning and like everybody's head is down. Everyone looks exhausted. Chugging they're, coffee. Yeah, yeah. They're looking at their phone, right? Nobody's talking to each other. Like we have a vision of offices where like people are so energized and excited to come to work. They're, they're talking with each other. They've actually like developed meaningful relationships beyond just like elevator chatter, right? Like there's this camaraderie around a common mission. Um, and Colin and I were chatting about this before we, we jumped on the podcast, David, but like today folks spend so much time at work, right? Like these lines, you know, our personal lives and our professional lives are, it's so blurry. And, you know, I think technology is probably driving a lot of that too, but yeah. if we're going to spend all this time at work, like, gosh, like let's enjoy it and let's enjoy it together. Yeah. And I think, I mean, HPLT is such a good example of that, right? Where you come yeah. together with total strangers. Um, you learn pretty quickly. The whole point is get is to get to know everybody in the room. And yeah. often you're very, you know, it's very surprising who's there, like that you don't realize who they are. Um, you know, whether it was like this last one, you know, a guy who's the head of the yeah. VC for MLS or whether it's, you know, that yeah. just, just randomly happens to be there with you or like, you know, uh, people who started companies or people who are like, I didn't know, you know, who, who I didn't know who Chris Harris was. Turns out he's one of the top, <laughs> you know, CrossFit yeah. athletes in the world just because I don't yeah. pay attention that very much. And um, you know, it's just amazing. And, and everyone's there with, you know, no one's got like a big attitude. You've got, I mean, Eric, you've got all these different guys who are there who you're like, wow, he's, and you see they're following and you're like, holy smokes, like this person is like an expert. You know, I wish I'd had like 20 questions prepared for him. But, um, but I think that's part of the beauty of it too, is it just becomes natural. You're not, you know, no one's on a pedestal. And, and I think having, having those relationships, whether it's at work or whether it's via these HPLT groups or whether it's with your trainer, you know, when people yeah. have a personal interest in the other people in the group it builds a community bond that's really special. And I think that's, it sounds like that's what you're creating in these corporate environments where maybe that's been a missing link for some folks. Yeah, absolutely. And David, I remember even when we met at Denver, I mean, gosh, we were you're talking. Like, Who's this old guy? Yeah. <laughs> I was actually more uh, very impressed with your surfing uh, abilities, but I mean, we probably talked for 40 minutes before I knew, you know, what your role was. So I think it's, look, we're all humans, right, at the, yeah. the end of the day. And, you know, another point I think we definitely wanted to bring up, it, we're hoping to also remake a lot of these these corporate pantries. So, like, bringing products like Nirvana Super uh, into the office where instead of drinking sugary drinks that are going to, you know, have everybody crashing uh, at 3 p.m., like, let's put some awesome products uh, into the fridges and into the pantries to have people feeling great um, and introduce them to folks like yourself, right? Um, sure. sure. Your well, you know, think about yeah. it. when people are trying to do strength training and they're eating higher protein diets to try and recover better. I mean, you know, a little HMB goes a long way to help make that turn that protein into lean muscle mass and uh, and, and get more out of it so that we're, we're stronger, healthier, happier, less sore. We feel better doing it. And uh, yeah. who knows, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get more fit too along the way. Um, Absolutely. Colin, Colin, what are you thinking? I see you nodding down there, but uh, what's, what's, what, what are you most excited about with Boundless? What's the thing that's like keeping you up at night you can't get enough of right now? 
Well, I just think it's the it's the simple fact that what we're implementing is something very simple, but I think it's just been not something people paid attention to for such a long time. Coming from the performance world, I know even we use the HPLT example a lot is the best way to get to know someone is honestly to like sweat with them, get challenged with them, get cold with them, whatever it would be. But we got to know so many people in the time at Montauk in three days. And we did, I think it was like seven activations together. So imagine we can do in a company culture if you get to spend... Sure you know, four months together, working out together, you're talking about, you know, nutritional snacks, you're walking and getting a better lunch option that Danielle has in the resource section for you in New York City, you're sweating together early in the morning, you know, maybe Thanksgiving, your company lets you out at 12 o'clock, like, hey, should we get an extra workout in real quick between, you know, 12 and one, and, and then, you know, shoot home or something like that. So like, just the fact that we know we have something special. And when we pilot our first one, you know, we're going to learn so much along the way, but we think we're going to get amazing results and we're going to get great feedback. And between ourselves, our team of Avengers, and then using partners and bringing in, you know, the corporate pantries, I think there's no reason why people won't succeed and kind of bring that energy and that fire that Daniel talked about back into the corporate office and make it kind of fun again and make it where people, you know, they want to be spending time, um, overall for like a long period of their career, because you said there's so much in and out of these companies, so many people that have their heads down, they're kind of miserable. Daniel and I joke all the time, like we're in the thick of it right now, but we love what we're doing. And I wish everyone loved what they were doing. And I know that's not true, but how can we make a portion of our day maybe a little bit better? And that could be because we're helping them with their overall performance. So I think that's something that kind of keeps me up. It's like, I know what we're doing is very special. Um, we just want to pilot and kick it off and kind of get this thing rolling. The other thing that we did at HPLT that maybe you're thinking about too is breath work. I, I noticed that, you know, when, when we do the breath work and people are able to kind of release some of the inner anxieties and fears and, and historical, you know, um, abuse and different things that come out. Uh, you know, it's funny. Everyone walks into that room, not really quite sure what the breath workout or the breath, breath training is going to be. And then you go through the process and go through that, you know, euphoria and the release and all the other things that happen. And it gives people this opportunity to kind of let stuff go and and do it in a community, in a safe place where other people can support them. And I think that's another place where it just builds a much deeper community. And you also get people's backstory a little bit more. You know, sometimes in a corporate environment, there's behaviors that are learned that are brought into the work and workplace that aren't so helpful. And um, sometimes just knowing where it comes from and why people behave that way and helping people be aware of it um, is, you know, 90% of, of solving it. And um, those sorts of things, again, it just gives you a community where, you know, people aren't doing violence to each other, where they're supportive of each other, where there's you know, more objectivity and less criticism. And it just becomes a place where people can really become their highest self. And uh, you know, I'm just really excited about the, that you're creating this and that it's happening. And, um, and I can't wait to hear more. And by the way, uh, if we can support with Nirvana, we'd love to get more Nirvana products into people's hands, especially if they're working out because um, I mean, I'm 54. I've noticed this, you know, I gained eight pounds last year without changing much of anything and my waist is more slender and my workouts, I feel much less sore in the morning when I do them. And mm -hmm. I think if we can help people, you know, build some lean muscle mass and, and get a little thinner and leaner and, uh, and, you know, feel less sore when they're working out, we've, we've, we've all done something. That would be a home run. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I know we've got a time crunch here. I really want to thank you guys for joining today and for being a part of this. Um, Danielle, it's been great to get to know you and continue to know you. Colin, pleasure to meet today. 
Uh, looking forward to finding out more about Boundless and learning about it. Where do we where do we find this on the on the interweb? Is it on Instagram or is there a website? What do we, where, where do we find that more? In development. So okay. we'll have a website. We'll have a landing page. We're trying to to determine whether or not if we make like separate social accounts for Boundless or if it's some collab between More Better Health and CM1 Performance. But I think it will right. end up. Being being its own um but once they're once they're ready we'll send them, send them what are your individual instagram accounts that's probably the best place for people to find you right yeah yeah so mine's just more better health more better health danny all right yep. and mine cm1 cm1 underscore performance cm1 underscore performance we'll make sure we link these on the podcast and uh, if we get more information about boundless to link in we will as well but i'm so proud of you guys it's been great to meet through hplt with brian mazza and um Let's make it happen. Let's get out there. I love it. Let's get boundless. Let's Absolutely. go. Thank you for joining another episode of the Kick Aspirational Podcast. You know, the most important thing to remember is this is not a spectator sport. What I'm deeply interested in is hearing about your stories and answering your questions. What does your life look like? What are you trying to accomplish? What are the barriers that you're trying to break through? Because at the end of the day, the Kick Aspirational Podcast is about helping people break through barriers of their own. I'd love to hear what you're working on. I'd love to join you in your battles. And most importantly, whatever you do today, please, among all other things, be Kick Aspirational.